welcome to Motivational Monday. Motivation Station. I'm Jason McCutcheon, the unconventional dad. You want me to say who I am? Everybody already knows me. I mean, do you even know who she is? Everyone's famous do in you a know, small town. Do you know <laughs> if anybody's famous in this town? <laughs> no, I'm Amanda, the unconventional mommy. What's up, everybody? It's Monday. It's time to be um, progressing towards um, your goals, your dreams, turn your hopes into a reality. You can only do that by doing something, having a plan, chipping away at it. This is the way to do it. Um, I, th I think we're professional chipper awayers. We're just going to call ourselves chippers. Chippers! Um, Woodpeckers. You know, when you get yourself... To kind of go deep, dive quick. <laughs> when you get yourself in a hole, some through what life brings you, some through the um, irresponsibility of other people, some through the attack of the devil, some through rain falls on the just and the unjust alike, and some through your own stupid choices. Yep. When you get yourself in a place where you're, you're not really where you want to be, yet you have vision, it is a place of frustration unless you start to see little markers of advancement. I said something yeah. there. It's not frustration if you're gaining a lot of ground, but when, but when you can see where you want to be and the only thing preventing you may be something that isn't monumental, something that isn't huge, you know, like a lot of times the only thing preventing me from achieving what I want to achieve is either money, time, credit. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, some, some of these things, right? It's usually not the intangibles. Right. And for, for a lot of people though, I feel like I'm, I'm talking to two crowds here. Some of you, you don't, you're listening to this and you don't even know how to be motivated. That's why that's one reason this podcast is here on motivational Monday. Okay, that's one reason, because some of you, you don't have this, the foggiest idea how simple it is to, to progressively move forward towards a goal. You think I'm just being cute when I say, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? When I say the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. I also understand you who would be sitting there and say, yeah, I know. But if you're anything like me and you're a very re results-oriented person, it prevents me from taking small steps sometimes. I prevent myself from taking small steps sometimes because I I just don't see enough movement. I don't see enough action. Yeah. But I, I think listening at home, there's people that are, are <laughs> you, you don't have the foggiest idea on how, to, how important little steps can be, how to have grit and determination to just, Never stop moving forward. Yeah. And then I think there's, I'd say it's in thirds. There's another group that says, man, I know how to do that. I get the concept, but I just love to see results. So to that person, I would say, I'm going to coach you the way I'm coaching myself in my own mind. You're going to have to begin to celebrate smaller wins. Yes. It, it, because if you're waiting for the big win, you may go, in all sincerity, you may go five, six years in between each one of those. And and you can't have five or six years of just creation and depression and heaviness and 
and just disappointment. You've got to learn to celebrate small victories. So like in in my own life, I would say this, okay. I had my first full year of real estate. I believe I did six or seven, seven. Oh, I don't remember. Six or seven deals. And I want to do 75 deals a year. Right. (laughs) But you know what? Um, Several years ago, when you started in real estate, you wasted a lot of time. Yeah. Not this wasn't for those of you listening. This wasn't Amanda's fault. Right. She just got a string of clients where, unfortunately, it, it honestly was a waste of time. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, we. I spent hours upon hours with. I think it was like three different people. Yeah. And then they ended up just not purchasing anything. <laughs> One total jackass. And I actually know one half of that formerly married couple. They were going through a divorce. I know the guy. He wasn't the problem. Right. <laughs> and actually, she wasn't the problem. Yeah. Remember, it was the dad. Amanda's real estate sign had blown over in a pretty severe wind. And he convinced the girl, his daughter, well, this isn't much of a real estate agent if she's just going to let her sign blow over. As yeah. if... Hundreds of thousands of real estate signs have it blown over in the wind, jackass. Yeah. That I like really, dude? Yeah. Really? And so you you had some frustration there, but I, I lit it up pretty quick with just the right clients. Oh yeah. No, some you, some of which listen to this podcast. You came out swinging on it and it was really nice. But I think as far as well, well, hold on. I, I want you to get into your thought, but let me finish the whole reason I was talking about real estate. Okay. Was I'm not where I want to be, but I have to celebrate the fact that there are, there are literally hundreds of people who don't even enter their second year of real estate. Yes. Because of the frustration of the fact that they got no deals the first year. Yeah. Well, and if you're not making any deals, the dues that a real estate agent has to pay are i think they're asinine you have to belong to uh, this board and then you have to pay to get a key to get into the houses and then you have to pay this fee to be on the mls like and 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 that's why you have you have these agents out here that will give half or a hundred percent of their commission back to their client just so that they can say they made a lot of deals let me just help you if you're listening to this i ain't giving you a dollar back yeah. And I'm going to tell you why I'm not giving you a dollar back. Because first of all, I'm going to tithe on it. Yeah. So I'm going to give Jesus his part. Right. <laughs> we have things that we give to people. We have ministries that we support. Right. I do enough giving as it is. And right. if the Lord leads me to give, I'll give. But understand, every quarter, I pay over seven, $800 a quarter right. just to be in this. Right. Not to mention all the gas it takes to run around. All, and, and that's just to be a realtor. Right. Now you talk, all of the equipment, lockboxes, lockboxes are over $100 a piece. Yes. If I have three or four houses going at a time, you see how quickly that adds yes. up. Well, and real estate <laughs> agents are taxed at about 38%. Right. So anyway, <laughs> point being, what a celebration to have that in one year, hey, I did six or seven times what most uh, not, not most, but many agents do one deal or yep. no deals yeah. their first year. And, you know, thank goodness, right? So today, 
we're going to dive into a subject. What is that subject, Mom? About how there is no growth in your comfort zone. You will not grow and develop if you are comfortable. I never did list the third type of person that I think is listening. Oh. The one that has no idea how to even start. Yeah. The second one that needs to see results. And then the third one that knows how to start, has started, but they're in a routine. Yeah. And they need something to spark them. Yes. I'm going to call you Sparkies. Sparkies. Okay. I hope that you grab a hold of something today. You can't grow the way you were intended to grow in your comfort zone. Yeah. At the risk of hurting people's feelings, if you feel like I am speaking about you, you listen to this, or if this, you know, you happen to listen to this, and you're one of my family members that I'm referring to, or somebody I know, I suggest you just take this and don't treat me like some haphazard family member, and you might treat this as maybe God's trying to get something to you. I was raised in a house of comfortable. My parents love the comfort zone. Yeah. They come from a generation that is a little bit different than even your parents' generation. Right. Where they grew up and their parents had gone to war. Yeah. And their generation went to war in Vietnam. And they lived through the Cold War. And everybody was afraid of the Russians. And we were just honestly, that generation was just trying to to live a nice life, you know, we were they were learning about um, modern conveniences. And based on the fact that their parents lived through the Great Depression, hey, we're doing all right. We're doing all right. If we're eating some good enchiladas here and there and got a decent roof over our head, you know, yeah. man, this is all a man can ask for. Yeah. Well, no, it's not. Like even the scriptures talk about life. And life more abundantly. Abundantly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They were okay with if they could pay their bills, put food on the table, and just have a home with a bed, then that was it. That was okay. That's all that they ever wanted. And that, I think a lot of that generation never reached. Full potential. No. They lived life and. Morally. Ethically, yeah, good, good, good generation. Yeah, but not, but not a whole lot to be, like, man, I want to be successful like that. It was just me and mine. Can we carve out a pretty good life? Yeah. Well, if that's our standard, then I've already superseded that. We might as well quit, right? And just stay where we're at. Yeah. I I've got a well decorated house. I've got a, a payment that I can afford. Yeah. I've got a nice big backyard, front front yard. I've got enough money to get by. And everything's pretty much just fine. But look, that's not the deal. This is Motivation Monday, man. Motivation yeah. Monday. You have to understand. Are you a Christian? If you're not a Christian, I'm about to get real Christianese on you, okay? No. Throughout the Bible, I'm just, I have not prepared Amanda for this whatsoever. Give me three people out of the Bible, just top of your head. Doesn't matter. I don't want you to think about comfort zone. Just three people. Go. Who's the first one? Uh, Hannah. Hannah. Was Hannah forced to move out of her comfort zone? Yes. Yes. What did she have to do? She had to act like a crazy woman praying before God would give her a child. And then she gave the child back to God. Yes. None of that is comfortable. Yeah. 
<laughs> Second person. Abraham. Abraham. Literally, the Bible says, I am calling you out from the people that you know in the land you grew up in mm -hmm. to take you into a place that I want you to go. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and he had to be willing to sacrifice his son. So, Can you absolutely. imagine that? Like, no, where's that? Where's the comfort in that? I can't. <laughs> and I, I could not. Yeah. So many people I know, if you, if you talk about relocation, yeah, like, man, I'd like to live life in New York City. Yeah. You have people that would just about fall over mm -hmm. thinking about moving away from their family, their support system, a whole nine yards. But yeah. yet, some people almost act like I've heard some of my own family members. Well, you know, do people really need to be moving across the country? And Abraham did. Yeah. Third person. Who's the third person? Uh, let's go Peter. Peter called out of the boat mm -hmm. to walk on the water. Was that comfortable? There ain't no way. <laughs> but who'd be talking about Peter much if he hadn't walked on water, if he hadn't been hung upside down, if he hadn't done the mighty things that he did? Who'd didn't, be he, about? didn't he sell everything? Yes, he did. To follow Jesus? How comfortable is that? That's not comfortable. Get rid of all of your stuff. To follow a man. Who you know nothing about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't fully understand at that time that that was Jesus Christ. Now, <laughs> now we did three Bible people. Now just give me three famous or historical people quickly. Uh, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey quit his job at the Ford Motor Company, which was a highly coveted job. Yeah. A union job. In the north. Yeah. Quit his union job to start doing stand-up. And his wife <laughs> left him. Because his wife expected the picket fence, him to work a nine-to-five. Let, let me tell you something. I'm barreling as quickly as I can toward this. If I can't run the whole company I'm at, mm -hmm. then I'll have to just run my own. Right. Nine to five isn't going to cut it because to be frank with you, God's put a bigger vision and leadership ability and everything in my heart than to submit myself to the leadership of some goofballs mm -hmm. who don't know how to run a business for anything anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, he had to get very uncomfortable. He had to leave a comfortable job. Live in his car. He lost his wife. But look at him. Look at him now. He's seed. vacationing in Dubai with a gorgeous wife. <laughs> and a, he's doing a seed what he loves. planted is buried. It's hidden from the light. And it has to break. Yeah. Before anything grows. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Give me a second person. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler came from New Hampshire. Okay. Okay. He's a Jew. And everything about him setting out, his family told him he wasn't good looking enough to be on camera. Yeah. They thought that it was foolishness that he was standing up telling jokes. Hmm. But Adam Sandler, if I checked it right now, I bet his net worth is over $100 million. Oh, I guarantee. All the movies and, who and everything. in America doesn't know who he is? Who? Anybody famous? Name another one. Carrie Underwood. Carrie Underwood has to step out on a stage in front of 
a real difficult cast back when I think wasn't Simon Cowell on there? Yes. Yeah. Whenever okay. she was on American and, and Idol. Randy Jackson. And yes. Paula. <laughs> Paula Abdul. Step out of there and sing, not in her church where everybody loves her. Right. But literally on national television, make or break. Here's your shot. Here's the microphone. Step out there and do it. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. But let me tell you about the comfort zone. The comfort zone promises a fake promise of security, safety, and success. You yeah. want me to tell you how fake it is? Ready? Yeah. You could be square in your comfort zone and die of cancer. Right. You could be square in your comfort zone and on... I, I know people that were very comfortable in their lives and yet were or are on antidepressants. Yeah. Very depressed. Yeah. People, you know, I know people who um, this whole coronavirus has yeah. exposed personal safety and perfect personal comfort. Right. I know people who died literally not of the coronavirus. Right. Didn't die of the coronavirus, but were hiding from it. Right. And died of something else. Yeah. Or were hiding from it and died from it. Yeah. Like you, you just, you can't hide from a virus. No, you can't. You can be precautionary, but but let's let's let, let me just do it. Let me do this. Um, I'll even I'll I'll go across the the political spectrum here, a little bit. Joe Biden, current president of the United States. Mm -hmm. Many people don't like him. Some people love him. Some people are indifferent. Right. Do you know how he did most of his career in politics? Um, at least what we know about him. He rode a train. I believe it was two hours back and forth to do his work in Washington and rode a train every day to come home to his family. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. How comfortable is that? But, but yet one thing I do know about him is he has, he has a decent relationship with his family. Right. People say, Oh, he's corrupt. He's not the real president where well, I'm not getting into all that, but look, he's the president of the United States. Yeah. And he left his family every day to ride a train. Yeah. To come in and, 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 and to be one of the most criticized people ever. And to be clear, he could be the pristine image of morality and half the country would hate him just because he isn't the right political right. party. Same yeah. thing. Now that we've talked about him, we'll talk about the other side. Donald Trump, whatever. It's not comfortable to be on TV all the time. Right. It's not comfortable to leave as a CEO and become a public servant, which is what a politician is supposed to be. You can go down the list, run the gamut. Putting yourself out there is intimidating to some people. Sure. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> leaves football. Get this. <laughs> leaves a, 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 a very fairly sure career <laughs> as an NFL football player to go be a wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> And a bodybuilder. How many mornings do you think it would have been more comfortable for him to lay in bed? To not oh. go run and jog in the rain? I would much rather lay in bed than run. How many <laughs> men would love to look like The Rock? It's they don't want to really, put in the work, though. I don't think it's fair to say I'd love to look like him if you won't even walk around the block. Yeah. Because what you love, you have passion for. Yeah. What you have passion for, you have pursuit. Yeah. And if you have pursuit, you'll have effort. 
Yeah. Zero effort reveals zero passion, which reveals zero love for said thing. Yeah. Means you don't really want it. Here, I pulled up a list, and it's six reasons why your comfort zone is holding you back in life. I'm just going to bounce through these really quick, okay? Yeah. Without risks, you won't discover your true self. Number two, you can't learn much in your comfort zone. Number three, you may postpone your goals. That's for sure. Right. I don't think you may. I think you will postpone your goals if you are staying comfortable. Number four, routines make you lazy. I like that. I don't think that that's talking about like I have a morning routine or I have like a daily routine. I think it's doing the same thing over and over again every day. You never change it up. You never do anything different. You never work towards anything. Then you become lazy. Number five, you may lose what makes you unique. If you are just mundane, go to work, come home, have dinner, go to bed, do it again. What kind of life is that? Number mm, six. It's not oh, much of a life. No. Number six, you'll never discover new dreams. So there you go. It's important to have new dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Ours change, I feel like, every year. We've got like a new something that of we're course. working to, towards or. You know, I was, I was, before I dive towards kind of the last leg of this, you, you talk about Motivation Monday, and we have people that are Christians that listen to our podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we have some that are not, and I'm sure we have some people that don't even like us that just listen to, to get info. It is cute that you're listening, though. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Kisses and hugs. But with Christians, Christians seem to think that if something is rooted in motivation, that it is somehow unspiritual. Right. Well, I don't like that Joel Osteen or that T.D. Jakes or <laughs> Stephen Furtick. They're heretics and they're just all about motivation. Do you realize that almost everything mm -hmm. God says is motivational? Yeah. And propels you forward? Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of a good courage for the Lord is with you wherever you go. Yeah. He's, he's motivating you to go. Yeah, to do. I know the hopes and the plans and the thoughts that I have for you, thoughts of peace and not of evil. This is uplifting. Yeah. Okay. Look, if, if you are a Christian, you can't find a way to get motivated unless someone gives an, an exegetic breakdown of the hermeneutics of the scripture. <laughs> then you're, you're, you're too spiritual. Right. You really need to just calm down a little bit. Tone it down, brother. <laughs> because I would like to find you, you to find for me, Scripture or the life of a person <laughs> that you've seen who stayed in a comfort zone and achieved greatness. Yeah. Find a Scripture that says stay in your comfort zone. Yeah. Find a Scripture that says stay safe. Yeah. You know? Um I know what people would say. Well, be still and know that I am God. Be still. Yeah. Have a moment of clarity in the stillness. Yes. Have moments of rest. Yeah. Not stay where it's comfortable. <laughs> David killed Goliath because he stepped off of what he was there to do. Right. Which leads me into one of my quotes, okay? All right. You're going to love this, I think. 
great people do things before they're ready. Mm. I'm tying that to this one. That's good. The key to success is to start before you're ready. Yeah. How many times do, do people, well, you know, from a Christian perspective, you know, when I clean up my life a little bit, then I'll start going to church. Um, you know, well, when I have a bigger house uh, or if I have an extra room, I'll think about adopting a kid. Let me tell you, when we when we brought the boys to the house, we didn't have no extra space. Right. That was the that was way smaller than the house we're in. Yeah. It was like nine hundred ninety five square feet or something. It was uber small. Yeah, we had to put Wyatt's bedroom in our office, so we yeah. had to get rid of all of our office stuff. And then we had to put Oliver in a pack and play in, in the corner room. of our room. And we had to move our dresser into our closet. Yeah. That wasn't comfortable. No. But I have the greatest family in the history of time. And I'll fight any of you that say otherwise. Yeah. I have the greatest family. I have the coolest kids. Right. One of them calls me uncle. And it confuses everybody he's around. <laughs> because then he's like, Uncle Jay. And then he'll be like, come over here and meet them. And they'll be like, hey, guys, this is my dad. And they're like, what? <laughs> but, but it's been the highest honor of my life to guide him into adulthood. Yeah. And this, this little dude, this little Samoan looking quarter Mexican. I don't know what he is, but this, this kid. This little eight-year-old, about to be nine. Oh, boy. Oh, this, yeah. This dude. No, there's... And there's definitely been many uncomfortable situations, but I... That's more for, I guess, how the family yeah. got started on a on a let, Thursday. Let me, let me tell you, let me tell you this. I know we're, we need to wind up here. Yeah. But even me approaching you to even meet you and start dating you yeah. I'm not just saying this so that my wife feels good about herself. The first time I took real notice of her, she knows when it was. We yeah. were playing football. There must have been 40 guys out there. And her and a friend of mine, who is also a girl and is a friend of, friend of hers, Heather, pull up in a truck. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now that 75% of the guys out there took notice of these two young women who pulled up. Yeah. How many came and talked to you? You? Uno. Yeah. One. Yeah. Because if you want something, any good thing in life, you're going to have to be uncomfortable. Right. So I walk over there like I own the truck she's in. <laughs> <laughs> and I just start talking. Yeah. And the rest of the guys, right? Yeah. Stop hesitating. You and Look, I, I don't have to. You know what held me back from going to the boxing gym? Huh. For months, you know. Yes. I'm like, I don't really feel like I'm in good enough shape to go through a boxing class. I may fall over dead of a heart attack. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay, your fat duff may fall over dead of one not going. Right. You're going to fall over what? dead. It's going to be somewhere. <laughs> guess what? I, I, I'm not going at this moment, but I've been probably 50, 75 workouts. Yeah. I think. Something like that. Three a week for quite a while. Yeah. Let's say at least 50 workouts I've been to. Yeah. You falling over dead? Right. Feeling good. You got to get uncomfortable. You have to do things before you're ready to do them. Yes. 
No amount of security is worth the suffering of a mediocre life. That's good. I like that one. A ship truly is safest when it's at the harbor. That's not what it was built for. It was built for the sea. That might be one of my most favorites. I feel like we need that in our office somewhere. A ship is truly safest at the harbor. But that is not what it is built for. Yeah. You know, if you were, it was built for the sea. If you were going to, you could build um, a house that floats. Sure. And just put it near the, you know, in a, in a little cove. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. But why, why does it have all of the equipment that the ship has? Because it's supposed the water. to get out there. Jesus called one time he was with the, the disciples that were fishing. Peter, who we talked about, yeah, he said, um, Master, we've been fishing all night, and we didn't catch anything. He said, yeah, launch out a little deeper, deeper, yeah, further, beyond what makes you comfortable. Push it. Push the limits. You cannot be committed to your dreams and also committed to your comfort. That so, is 100% correct, yeah. It is uncomfortable for me to go into a gym with a lot of people who are already in shape. And know that in the back of many of their minds, I know because I've been an in-shape guy before. Right. Under their breath, I bet he sweats butter. Look at this dude. He's about to fall over. Butter. Yeah. But you know what? I got to get to it. Yeah. And there's a lot of things, some of you listening, you've got to get to it. Yeah. Your comfort zone is a false security blanket. It is not real. It's false. Yeah. Mediocrity is boring. It is compromise. And it may be okay for somebody who didn't have the technology that we have, the enlightenment that we have. We know too much to just be mediocre. Yeah. Now, listen, I'm going to round my part out right here. There's a ton of reasons people give themselves to stay mediocre and comfortable. Well, I have a criminal record. Well, I'm so far out of shape. Well, I don't have the right credit. I don't have a house. I, my family doesn't have a good name. They, they were poor. Yeah. None of that matters. No. Go be great. Yeah. That's what God's calling you to. All righty. I got my quotes here. I think I only have, I only have two quotes and then we're out of here. Drop them we find comfort among those who agree with us. Growth among those who don't. Hmm. Let the people that said that you never will, you can't, you won't, be your motivation. I specifically on purpose listen to a podcast of people that absolutely share no political ideology with me. In fact, it's all the opposite. And I have done that for the better part of almost 10 years. Yeah. Because it forces me to flex and use the muscle of the part of me that says, why do you believe what you believe and why are they not right? Right. They disagree with me. Yeah. I disagree with them. Yeah. But it challenges you. Well, it's a sign To think how they got there and to see how they got there and how they think that they're right. That's challenging. 
It is, it, but it's a sign of weakness and it's a sign of ignorance to not be able to hear an opposing opinion. Yeah. Maturely. Yeah. Anyway. Are you really happy or just really comfortable? Um, for me, I'm going to say neither. No, I'm mm-hmm. not overly happy. Oh, brother, you need the joy of the Lord. I've had the Lord since 2006. Thank you for simplifying my mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. I'm also not very yeah. comfortable either. Yeah. So, well, you're not happy? I mean, I'm content-ish. Yeah. I'm not depressed. Yeah. But there's a few things I need to accomplish before I'm ready to move myself into the happy, happy, joy, joy category. Yeah. And I think I think that this that's what this is saying. Is it is it really happiness or are you just comfortable? Is is there really happiness in the comfort zone? I think so. I don't think I don't think that there is an immense amount of happiness in the comfortable. I feel like I say comfortable word. Comfortable. Just say in the comfort. But I like the word comfortable. 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 Stop sounding it out so much. Comfortable. 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 Lord have mercy. No, you want to say comfortable. I don't know how I usually say it now. Comfortable. Comfort. Comfortable. We need to get out of here. Comfortable. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> happiness and comfort are not the same thing. I don't think you're truly happy until you are pushing every limit you have and you are rocking towards something great, something magnificent. Then I think you'll find happiness. There's no real safety there, guys. I'm trying to tell you that. No. It, it feels comfortable, but there's no safety there. It is appointed unto man once to die. There is almost nothing that you can do. Obviously, you want to try to eat right and take care of your body because it, it makes it easier for the time that you're alive. But you have an expiration date. God already has it set. There is nothing you are going to do to extend it. God chooses that day. You don't. Outside that comfort zone, man. Each of you that are listening, you know right now, as we're leaving musical cue in less than 30 seconds, you know, you do know what would challenge you. Yeah. Now go be great and be challenged. Get, Get outside of that comfort zone. I know what it is for me. You know what it is for you. Take a step in that direction today. It's Motivational Monday. God bless you.